Before I start this episode, I just want to say thank you a lot to all of my friends who've been there for me this past year and a half or so. I've been going through a lot of very, very, very weird things and very hard things that I had to, you know, go through. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by amazing people who never once gave up on me. So special shout out to everyone. I love you guys and I'm very thankful to have you in my life. Hi everyone and welcome back to this episode of Notes for Later. First of all, thank you for all your feedback on last week's episode about sense of self and mental illness. I realized that a lot of people actually related on a personal level to the topic that was presented and I was very it was very comforting to talk through my Instagram DMs and other things about um mental illness with other people and how their experience was different from mine or similar to mine and I've even had some feedback on people who used the tips that I gave and it was actually very helpful to them so yeah my Instagram DMs are always open if you want to talk about anything and everything please don't hesitate but yeah today's topic is going to be friendships i know last episode was very tough and very emotional so i figured why not something lighter so friendships why this topic okay First of all, friendship is like a very common human experience between like most of us on this earth. At some point, everyone has friends. And if you even if you like I don't know, you cannot not ever have friends. You will have a social relation with someone at some point. Except if you're like isolated in a bubble somewhere in an island, I don't know. But there is always friendship in human life. And I feel like it's something that's very much taken for granted and it's not talked about often because in our age we always focus on other like types of relationships especially romantic ones and friendships are not given enough credit or attention and it's something that's very very important to me so it just means a lot to me to be talking about it today So in today's episode we're going to be talking about why friends are important because it's important to remind you of why they are. We're also going to be talking about friend groups, you know, the things I love about having a friend group and the things I hate. I'm also going to be talking about fake friends, which is inevitable because that's also something that's very common. And best friends as a concept and what I think about it. And finally, I'm going to be talking throughout the whole episode about the specificity of female friendship and why I value female friendship as a separate experience that only females can have and why that bond is so special and important in your experience of womanhood. So, yes. Let's get right into it. Of course friends are important. Everyone will tell you that. But I feel like we've grown into this like very isolated type of lifestyle where we're like, "Oh, I don't care if they leave my life. I don't care if they're not friends with me anymore. I don't need anyone. Fuck everyone. I'm independent." 
oh, I don't really care that much if I'm left alone, blah, 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 etc. And also it's been very exacerbated by the pandemic and the fact that we've just been used to our own company and not being very social. So I feel like it's important to remind you why friends are important. So for me, okay, so I saw this quote about a year ago that said, your friend group is the family that you have the privilege to choose. And this is something that I've never thought of or thought about on my own until I read that quote. And and I remember like it was such a big moment for me. Like I was running around and showing it to everyone and I even had it like in my locker on my phone, lock screen, locker screen, whatever. And it just inspired me so much because It is true, like, we don't realize the privilege we have to be able to choose a second family. You have the right to choose the people that you will be spending time with, that you will be sharing your valuable time and energy with. And those people have to be aligned with your perception of life, your principles, your values, your morals, everything. Maybe not 100%, but at least a bit. It has to be in continuity of the way you leave your... You lead your life and you live it. And I feel like it's so important to be to recognize that you are lucky enough to have this chance to be able to choose the people you surround yourself with. Because when you're in high school or in uni or in a workplace in general, you feel like the group of people you hang out with or you spend time with is by default set there because, oh, those are the people you met. Those are the people in your class. Those are the people that you know. Um are part of your daily life. But that's not the case. And I feel like for me, it has not... Most of the time, most of the friends that like, I've kept very good relationships with throughout time, those were people I actively chose and those are my most successful friendships. For example, I have like two friends. One of them I have been friends with since sixth grade. And our friendship, like, the one time we met, it was, like, so awkward. And he was just, like, he came up to me and was like, oh, you look like Lily Collins. And ever since then, we've been best friends. And now we're, like, each of us doing our things. He's doing his master's. I'm doing my bachelor degree, you know, like. And we still kept contact throughout life. And we've gone through so many moves, so many life changes, so many, like, major shifts and we've like still have this special bond whenever we see each other we don't talk very often but when we do nothing changes and we just you know have this very special because we chose each other you know we actively chose we were not even in the same grade we were not even in the same group of friends it just happened and we both invested in this friendship and now we're both adults young adults thriving through life and continuing to maintain that very special bond that we had since we were kids. And that's something I value a lot. So if you're ever here, shout out to you. I love you so much. I know you're going to be listening to this. So I cherish you a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, friendship is also a resource in the sense that it's something that should not be taken for granted. It's so fucking easy to take friends for granted. It's, it drives me nuts because I've been friends with so many people who would just take my friendship for granted when I have never been the kind of person who takes friendships for granted because it's been always so hard for me to make friends and I've always been actively trying to fit in, etc. So when I do and when I chose choose someone and I 
going to that process of investing myself into the friendship, I don't want that to not be reciprocated. So it's for me something that I need to preserve and nurture throughout my 20s. And also about my 20s, like, there is something that I don't want to do anymore in this same sense of considering friendship as a resource. I don't want to engage in passive friendships anymore. Okay, let me, let me explain my point. Basically, to me, a passive friendship is any sort of relationship you would have with another human being that is not actively that does not actively exist. In the sense that you just know that person and you're you would invite them to for example, okay, a very simple example. When I was in high school or in middle school, I would always have to invite some people to my birthday party because I feel like if I didn't invite them, they would be mad at me. But their presence wasn't necessarily like something that made me happy or that was important to me. And I just was always in this awkward social dilemma of should I invite them? Should I not? And that kind of specific friendship where I would not be sure if I want you there or not for my birthday party, for example, is something that I don't want anymore in my 20s. So I'm only investing my energy into friendships that actually matter and into relationships that I really want to maintain through life and with people who I whom I want to share important key moments of my life with and who I want to surround myself with in events such as my birthday, for example. So there's this idea of always having an active exchange of positive energy with the people around you, with your friends, for them to always be like people who will lift you up, who will encourage you in your projects, who will, you know, motivate you to do better in school, better at work, uh, look out for their internship, you know, slay, and just all be girl bosses. For me, lately, like, um, I've been through, like, a major breakup, and that really messed me up a lot, but I was very lucky to be, to have, to be surrounded with an amazing group of girlfriends who all, like, we've just, like, all gone through this girl bossing era of us and it was like it's very refreshing because this I also want to talk about female friendship in this sense because hustling together as females and working towards our goals is so much more inspiring than doing it alone you feel part of something you feel part of a movement that's so much bigger than you and you feel like you're not in it alone other people are facing the same struggle Uh, another girl out there is also like struggling with heartaches and trying to, you know, be a boss and get a very good degree and get a very good internship and whatever. And I don't know how to explain it. It's just so uplifting. And you also find the comfort and the tenderness of a woman while being a boss, you know? Like, that's the specificity of being a girl boss. It's not the aggressive alpha male type of bossing that I hate. It's the tender, sweet, gentle form of being a leader, of being someone with dream, like leader of your own life. That's what I mean. Like girl bossing yourself, you know what I mean? And I found that very comforting in my experience and I I cherish those relationships very much. Another thing and the last thing about my 20s and what I want to implement in my life is forgiveness. I am leaving a lot of room for forgiveness in my 20s and growth as well because if there is an old relationship that an old friendship that worked out at some point but then we had a falling out I want to give it a second chance if that was something that I valued at some point 
I want to give it a second chance now. I want to harness those old broken relationships and friendships. And I want to give them time to heal and give them the time to grow and to get back to normal, you know? I have this friend who I always like would have dramatic fights with and we wouldn't talk for months. But we would always find a way to get back together and have a talk and express our feelings. And that's something that I value very much. And that's the person that I value very much because... They actually don't take me for granted and they actually consider our friendship in the most heartfelt sense. And that's something that I very much encourage. Forgiveness is a sign of maturity. And I feel like if you're able to forgive and work on those issues, it's very good. And you're maturing and you're growing up and you're going to surround yourself with real relationships and real friendships. The second thing that I want to talk about is friend groups. This is going to go by very interestingly because I have... I'm very divided when it comes to friend groups. Like, there are things that I love, that I absolutely love about being in a friend group. And there are things that I hate. (laughs) So, naturally, I'm going to start with the things I absolutely hate about being in a friend group. First of all, there is a pressure to entertain every singular relationship within the friend group. When you're part of a group, you feel like you have to make individual effort towards every single person of that group. And sometimes you just like the group as a whole and you don't want to, you know, go into the specifics. And this comes with certain, you know, social settings where you will have to, I don't know, like... I don't like this. I like to pick and choose. I'm a I'm a picky person when it comes to my friends. And I don't like this pressure of, you know, either you, you, you're friends with everyone or you're friends with no one. So, yeah. There's also the issue of, like, in the same sense. Like, you can't really select the people. You just have to take what's already there in the friend group. For example, if you bond with, like, two people and they're like, oh, let's meet our other friends and realize it's, like, a whole group and just are hanging out with them, etc., but you don't like one specific person. You can't just like isolate that person from the group you just joined. You just have to take what's already there because obviously you just joined the group after that person who has been there for a while and who's more legitimate in that group than you are. And that's something I fucking hate. Like, ugh, guys, I hate friend groups. Like, <laughs> It's not that I... Ugh, okay, there's a lot of things I enjoy, but the things I hate are so real and so... Hard for me, that's why I don't do friend groups. If you ever see me with a group, that means everything's going really well. And none of this is happening. Because it's... I always struggle, like, fitting into a group and stuff. I just... It's very hard. And I think it's the case for a lot of people. But yeah. There's also the issue, obviously, of people talking shit behind each other's backs. I hope it's just me. And I hope the world isn't as bad as it is. But in my experience, I also come from, like, not the best high school environment where, like, within the same friend group, people would talk shit about behind each other's backs. And even, like, the people I met after high school, it kept happening. Like, whenever one person would leave the room or the setting, they would just, like, you know, be debriefing about that person. And, oh, if I leave, they would be talking about me too. And it just stresses me out. And I don't like it. Like, it's not a healthy environment. And it's like a habit that I don't like, you know, and it's, I feel like it's very normalized. Um, yeah. 
Another issue about friend groups that I think about a lot is the status. Like, not social status, but more like, what's your identity in the group, you know? Like, there's always this thing where each of every, each, every person in the group has a certain title and a certain position. Like, the clown, the mom, you know, etc. And I don't like that. I just don't like being labeled as something in a group, like the mom of the group or something. And I've been labeled the mom of the group so many times. I just, I don't like it. And it just, I don't know, like, I don't like sticking with labels. It's funny, right? But when it becomes like a tray of your personality and the only way you're defined, it's not cool. Like, I've been in a friend group where I had a label and I just, I hated the pressure that came with it. And I... I hated being, like, no one could see me other than what they made fun of me as being. And I would always be that thing. I don't want to say it, okay? I'm being very mysterious. I don't want to say it. But um, I just, I didn't like it. It was not a very pleasant experience. And I would not recommend it. So, yeah. But moving on to the things I love about friend groups. First of all, I love the alternatives. For example, if I want to go out... And I just don't want to be alone. Like, I want to be with someone, with a friend. If I ask, let's say, friend A, and they're busy, there's always friend B that I can go out with. This does not mean I'm not respecting friend B or I'm, like, using him to my advantage or, you know, just using him as a second choice. No. But that just means that, like, you have plenty of people to go out with. You have plenty of people to do things with. And that's good, you know? When you're friends with only one person... And then they, they're not there, they're not available for you. You're kind of fucked, you know, like, wow. So that's good. Like, that's a smart thing about being in a friend group. Another thing I absolutely love is the fun. Group activities are just so much more fun. Like, I don't know, I don't care what it is. Going out in a group is so much more fun than going with, like, one person. Uh, going to the club with a group is so much more fun than going with one person. Dinners, I love hosting dinners at my place. So much more fun when you have like um a group. What else? Um, going shopping with a group, so fun. Uh, going to the movies with a group, so fun. Everything just is better with a group. You know, activities are just so much more fun. Going to the beach is so much fun when you're... Okay, just being in a car with a lot of people and blasting music and laughing and singing is just so much more fun when there's a lot of people. So that's nice. Another thing that's like a bit more serious is the support system that comes with a friend group. I think that this is very, 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 very important. And that's something that's like tops up everything bad I said about friend groups. The support system that you get from a friend group is nowhere to be found elsewhere. (laughs) And um, it's very special because because there's a lot of people, it feels like a family. So you get like, you know, a, a real support system. It's not just one person. And if you can't talk to your problems, same thing with like the alternatives. If you can talk to your problems to one person of the friend group, you can always talk to the next. And if you need like a hug, you have like five people to hug. So that's like very cool and very cute. And that's something that I value very much in friend groups. And yeah, and generally when you're just like talking about something that's been bothering you, you get like the advice of 500 people at the same time, which is great. Like you always get different perspectives on your 
on whatever you're going through. When you're friends with a female group, that's very specific. That's very specific. Do you guys know the audio on TikTok that goes, oh, I love being a woman? That's me. That's literally me. Like, last year, unfortunately, I did not get to hang out with as many girls as I wanted to because I was just stuck with whoever was back home and during my gap year. And I kind of just hung out with my ex's friends who were old boys and I didn't really appreciate it. Like, some of them were really nice to me, but it was it was not, like... You need to see women. You need to hang out with women. Like, it just, it's kind of part of your identity, you know, as a woman. So ever since then, I've been, like, nurturing my female friendships. And just, you know, I've been hanging out with a lot of girls, doing girly things with girls. And it feels so refreshing, guys. Like, I love being a woman. I'm going to repeat it so many times. Okay, First of all, the tenderness of women, the softness, the laughs, the jokes, the... You look at her and you just know what she thinks and you laugh. And then also like borrowing each other's clothes, doing each other's makeup. It's not just a superficial girl party thing. It's like a very deep connection, you know? As women, we go through life experiencing the same emotional turmoil like just at different levels but it's the same mess and we just go through it and experience other things at the same time and it's such like it's what makes us girls it's what makes us women and i feel like it's an experience that when it's shared with a group of other women becomes so much more concrete and so much more like intense and it's just oh i love being a woman <laughs> However, in female friendships, like you always hear this, oh, I don't like hanging out with girls. They're so dramatic. Oh, girls talk shit behind each other's backs. Guys, from my experience, girls are dramatic. We all are dramatic, but boys are even more dramatic than girls. Like, what the hell? Boys create so much more drama. The drama I got with boys literally shattered my soul. In no way a girl has ever done that. Um, the problems from men are just the worst. Like, you don't want that in your life. And I'm not going to go into, like, the pick-me discourse of, yeah, I prefer hanging out with the boys, blah, blah, blah. That's, I don't care. But, like, I'm not going to comment on that. But I feel like, give it a chance. If you've always struggled to be to have female friendships, give it a chance. You're 20. You're in your 20s. You're a young woman before everything else. You should be experiencing that with your peers. You should at least know what it looks like and at least get a grasp of the experience and then judge. I'm sure you won't be deceived. Moving on, I now want to talk about fake friends, snakes, whatever you wish to call them. First of all, little grammar point, a fake friend is not your friend. Like by definition, a fake friend cannot be your friend. She's just a fucking oxymoron that we keep saying. Someone whose intentions are so screwed up should not be allowed into your personal space. I'm going to be very tough here. I was deceived so many times by friends. And I had one major friendship heartbreak in my life. That still affects my trust issues to this day. And this was like in 2019. And ever since then, like I've developed major trust issues in people. And I've like, when I start getting very close to someone, I just shut down and I stop, and all I want to say is be very, very careful with who you let into your life, and what you share with people, 
because the sad reality is that there is a limit to the love you're given by other people and the thing is no one owes you shit no one literally no one owes you shit no one owes you good no one owes you respect no one owes you anything and you have no idea the lengths that people could go just to hurt each other i have seen people hurt each other in the worst ways possible for no fucking reason and it's just crazy when you think about it like wow they would go that far just to mess with my feelings just to mess with my peace just to mess with my well-beings well yeah they would but be very careful in general like try to always look at someone's intentions before anything else be like why are they doing this why are they seeing this and please trust the red flags please trust the red flags if there is a red like like we do with men like we do in relationships romantic relationships look at the red flags look for them don't actively be looking for them because everyone has their you know little bad things but if you see a major red flag run don't be friends with that person i mean it's just it makes sense why would you whatever but if you ever do if you ever don't realize because that's what happens to me i never see it coming and then it just happens if it ever happens just know that what that person did to you or what that how the way that person treats you has nothing to do with your own self-worth it does not mean that you were stupid that you not to see it it does not mean that you were not smart enough it does not mean that you got played it means that they played you it means that they're not a good person it means that they don't deserve your loyalty your respect your trust anything that you gave them and they're not up for it and that's it please keep that in mind one last thing that i want to talk about in this episode is the concept of best friends oh my god i have one thing to say and it's going to be very fast but it's one very important thing first of all like best friends is something that i'm not at all seeking in my 20s i now see my friendships in this way i have very few very close friends that are like top tier top 5 whatever and i have a lot of friends and that's it very few close friends a lot of friends i don't have one specific best friend i don't want to put that pressure into someone like all my close friends would be best friends you know what i mean like i mean when i say best friend i mean the singular one only person that you choose to be your best friend no that i cannot anymore that creates so much drama so much jealousy for in a trio or whatever it creates so much problems uh it creates so much pressure as well like you have to entertain that friendship in a specific way that's different than others and sometimes you just don't want to talk to the person it gets awkward blah 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 like you just want time for yourself no like literally no the pressure of a best friend and the exclusivity that comes with it that's something i don't want to deal with anymore i've kept like my best friend from high school but like you know she became one of my best friends one of my close friends the top friends because that's a much healthier way for me to do things and we're good with it you know like we both have our lives and stuff and i feel like that's good you have close friends who you will go to if you have problems etc but then you also have a group of friends to have fun etc that maybe you don't have as much in depth relationships with as you do with those close friends and that's good that's like the perfect equilibrium of what works for me and i've talked about this idea of best friends with other people and they're all agree like like i know many of you might not but 
I feel like it's something to think about, maybe. So, yeah. Well, guys, this episode has come to an end. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to review the episode, review the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Notes for Later Podcast. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.